Hello, welcome to the first episode of First Aid One. I'm Aiden, and today we'll be learning about different types of seizures, what they are, and how to treat them. Let's get started. So, to start the discussion, for those of who you don't know what seizures are, what are seizures? Seizures are are sudden, uncontrolled electrical disturbances of the brain. A person does not feel anything before a seizure comes, and they may be unresponsive or responsive after the seizure. If you have two or more seizures, or a tendency to have recurrent seizures, you have epilepsy. Let's learn about the four types of seizures. The different types of generalized seizures are absent seizures, tonic-clonic or convulsive, atonic, clonic, tonic, and myoclonic seizures. Now let's learn about each of them. There wasn't epilepsy in here, right? So let's first learn about epilepsy. So epilepsy is a seizure. Some people have it. It's a disorder in which nerve cell activity in the brain is disturbed, which causes a seizure. If you have a seizure, the person suddenly falls down and starts shaking and starts having involuntary muscle contractions. They can also have accidents in their pants, such as they can urinate in their pants as they have no control over their body. During a seizure, a person experiences abnormal behavior, symptoms, and also sensations, sometimes including loss of consciousness. There are a few symptoms between the seizures. Epilepsy is usually treated by medications and sometimes surgery, medical devices, or even dietary changes. Epilepsy is common, and there are more than 200,000 U.S. cases per year. Treatment can help, but this condition can't be cured like cancer. It also requires a medical diagnosis to confirm that you have epilepsy. Lab tests or imaging are often required. Now, hmm, let's learn about the other types of seizures. Let's learn about tonic-clonic or convulsive seizures. They're also known as grand mals. Now, during a tonic-clonic seizure, electric discharges or electrical items in your brain suddenly involve the entire brain. Like if you have an electric shock, it takes over and you can't control shaking. The person loses consciousness right from the beginning of a seizure. A tonic-clonic seizure may last 1 to 3 minutes, but can last up to 5 to 10 minutes. If seizures last more than 5 minutes, or occur one after another with recovery between seizures, the person or victim may be experiencing a life-threatening medical emergency and requires immediate medical help. Call 911 or the emergency emergency services at once. The person will usually shout or emit a short loud cry as the muscles in the chest contract and the air rushes between the vocal cords, making a sound. The cry does not indicate pain. The The muscles will stiffen, causing them to fall on the floor. Increased pressure on the bladder and bowel can cause wetting or soiling. 
The person may bite the tongue, which may cause bleeding. They can also have tongue lacerations, which are holes in the tongue. Most people think that they have to hold the tongue when somebody is having a seizure because they might swallow their tongue. This is not true. This is, in fact, even more dangerous for the victim and yourself. The victim may bite you, and also, the victim may get hurt by your finger too. And then they will jerk and twitch rhythmically, and then saliva that has not been swallowed during the seizure may froth at the mouth. Breathing can be irregular as the respiratory muscles can be affected, and the person will regain consciousness slowly. Now, what to do if a tonic-clonic or a convulsive seizure has? Number one, always keep calm. Number two, protect the person from further injury by clearing items that may bonk their head, such as pencils, knives, or chairs. N- number three, never restrain the person and do not put anything in his or her mouth. And put a towel on the back of their. Head to protect head injuries, and after the seizure has ended, roll the person on their side after the seizure subsides to prevent choking and possible vomiting. If a seizure lasts longer than five minutes or repeats without full recovery, the person may be in serious medical help. Call for immediate medical assistance immediately, and also talk gently and comforting to the person after their seizure, like. You're gonna be okay. Help was on the way. Don't talk like "What happened? Oh my gosh!" Then that will make the person more worried, and they may have another seizure in the brain because of the electronic activity. Now, because we learned about tonic-clonic seizures, let's learn about another type of seizure. This seizure is going to be another type of seizure. It's called. An absence seizure. It's also known as petit mal. This does not really involve crashing onto the floor and flapping around like a fish that's out of water. In an absence seizure, epileptic epileptic activity occurs throughout the entire brain. It's still a milder type of activity that causes unconsciousness without grand mal convulsions. And after the seizure, the person has no memory of it, which is super weird. An absence seizure begins and ends abruptly without warning, and it it also consists of a period of unconsciousness with a blank stare. It it'll look like the person is daydreaming in a classroom, like when someone is doing math in the classroom, and then they're so bored they start thinking about. Candyland or somewhere like that. They do not pay attention, and if you talk to them, they may talk, or if they, or they may not. The person can lose muscle control and also make movements such as chewing movements, rapid breathing. They can also have rhythmic blinking and slight movements or tugging at clothing. Av- absence seizures are brief. Usually, last usually lasting only two to about ten to fifteen seconds. There's no confusion after a seizure, and the person can usually resume full activity immediately. Now, if you're a parent, you you will often become very worried that 
they won't even know when the child is having a seizure. Well, absence seizures are very mild and subtle, making it easy for parents and teachers to overlook them. Often, absence seizures are usually not diagnosed until many have occurred, like five a day. The seizures are likely to continue until the person is treated with medication, possibly medical devices or surgery. Because these seizures may occur frequently during the day, they are most likely to interfere with a with a person's functioning. For example, when a person is doing, when a child is doing jump rope with everyone, and they suddenly have an suddenly have an absence seizure, they may stop, drop the jump rope, and they may might tug on the clothing. And to help determine whether the person is experiencing ab an absence seizure. Or daydreaming, touch the person on the shoulder. If they are, if they respond, they are probably daydreaming. But the child will be unaware of these seizures when they occur, and therefore need to understand what has occurred once they regain consciousness. It's also important to educate others, especially teachers, about absence seizures, so they will be more tolerant of the person's daydreaming. It isn't exactly daydreaming. Of course, you have to let the teacher know so that he can also take action too. Generally, absence seizures are the most tolerated socially, as the seizures are brief and involve little physical change. They do not involve big changes such as collapsing to the ground or shaking. Absence seizures usually respond well to well to fo the following possible treatments, such as clonazepam. Lamotrigine and valproic acid. Valproic acid, acid is for children prone to, is for children who are prone to tonic-clonic seizures. Okay, now for first aid about this. After the seizure, always let the child know that they had a seizure and inform them of anything they missed. You have to do this to both children and adults. So after the seizure, explain to the person that they just had a seizure, and be calm and inform them about everything you they just had. Now, you don't have to take any action about action about absence seizures. Let's learn about the final seizure, which is called. Myoclonic seizure. Myoclonic seizure is also called epilepsy, as you know, and we already learned about epilepsy. I was just testing you if you already knew about myoclonic seizures. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that Cameron Boyce died during his sleep because of a seizure? Let's let's learn about atonic seizures. They're also known as drop attacks. Pretty funny, right? Drop attacks. Anyways, you will let's learn about drop seizures. Drop attacks are not seen in children, but may be seen in adults. Without warning, a person loses consciousness just. Collapses and falls to the floor. There is no muscle movement or convulsion, but they may hit their heads as they fall. 
After a few seconds, the person regains consciousness and can stand and walk again. Now, the atonic drop seizures. Some people require helmets, as this can cause serious brain damages. Atonic seizures also occur with Lennox-Gastrot syndrome. They just sometimes resist anticonvulsant medication, but so if the the if so, the adults may have to wear a helmet, as I said, to prevent head injuries. Now, that's all about seizures. Anyways, if a person has a convulsive seizure or they fall to the ground, and they, whether they have no rapid movement or they have movement of the muscles, always put a towel beneath their head to prevent further damage from the head if they do not have a helmet. It's also good to place a towel under the helmet, too, if they have one. Don't put anything in their mouth. Stay calm. Don't pull their tongue. Don't try to restrain them. Clear anything that might hit them out of the, out of the way. And after the person, after the person ha- is done with the seizure and the seizure ends, flip them on their side to prevent choking and possible vomiting after the seizure. After the person wakes up, make sure to let them know that you they had a seizure and act calmly. Say items like, it's okay, you just had a little seizure. Medical help is on the way. It's okay. Be comforting and assuring. Don't be like, oh my gosh, what happened to you? Do you need medical help now? As the person, as if you say more calm, not calm, or anxiety things to the person, the person may become more stressful and they may have another seizure because of the electrical activity in their brain. It's very important to speak calmly. Anyways, it was so good. It was so good recording our first podcast on First Aid One. Hope you learned anything. And remember, this is not a substitute for a a certificate or a board certificate. I am certified for basic life safety, but I'm not certified to teach others. This information is up to date. If you find it out of date, use the voice message function on Anchor to let us know, and we'll make appropriate changes as needed. We are not first aid one is not responsible. First Aid 1 or Aiden, me, is not responsible for any accidents or anything else that happens with this podcast or with the person you treated using this podcast. And as always, make sure to ask the person for consent if they're ha- if you have to perform medical activity on them. But if they're having... if they lose unconsciousness, of course you can't ask them. So, just do immediate medical help. At least that's what I think. Anyways, what we're saying is we're not responsible for any accidents or anything else. Anyways, thanks for stopping by. See you in the next episode. The next episode will be about choking.
how to prevent it, and what to do in case of a choking.